Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, changemakers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. What up, guys? <laughs> it's Lisa. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> I'm Emily. I almost said I'm Emily. Uh, well, you know, <clears throat> shape-shifting. <laughs> yes. We are collectively, as a mishmash, the Conscious Collaboration Podcast. What up, guys? Uh, you know, happy to let you in on our little identity crisis there. But one of us <laughs> is Emily. One of us is Lisa. That's all you really need to know. Together, we make the conscious collaboration. Or, or How are you Lemily. doing? <laughs> Lemily, is that our like celebrity mission? I think so. It's, it doesn't flow though. though. Yeah, it, it doesn't work the other way. You can't, it, like, yeah, it doesn't. No. Emisa? <laughs> nah. Emisa. Lemily. <laughs> Lemily. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been a long, long day already. Yeah, it's been a good long day. I feel like, um, but yeah, lots happened. Time, a lot has gotten us here today. Time is weird. Yeah, time is weird. Time is an illusion. Yes. Anyway, what have we been talking about this week that we are going to carry into our conversation today? Um, I. Um, introducing it with the phrase like perfect form. Okay. Yeah. That's the, the concept, uh, which we're going to apply to business, but just to kind of, uh, tap into what exactly we're talking about here. This was inspired by another podcast I was listening to. I I'm obsessed with mind pump. Uh, if you don't, watch it. You should watch it, listen to it, whatever you should, you should. It's awesome. But, um, I was listening to a conversation that they were having and then Lisa and I started kind of piggybacking off of that conversation. Uh, cause it, re- it reminded me something, uh, of something that my dad used to talk about. My, my dad, uh, was a college football coach um, for my whole life. So, you know, obviously working with athletes and, uh, this idea of perfect form in the context of, uh, athletics or, you know, movement practices. Um, and the idea that, okay, so at baseline you have, uh, or we can even move this over to weightlifting, the skill of a squat. Okay. You can take a squat, and you have the textbook perfect form, right? The the perfect way that a perfect world, perfect squat would, would look. Uh, and that's a great baseline to start to teach the movement of a squat from. However, um, humans are different. Human bodies are different. Uh, human... Uh, movement history and experience and medical considerations and everything else. Injury history is all different. Uh, you know, hip and pelvis anatomy and all these things. Um, so within the perfect baseline form of a squat, 
there are a ton of individual variations uh, that can, uh, when applied to an individual, still all be correct or appropriate for that individual, even though they may uh, vary from that textbook perfect form. But if it's not, you know, causing pain or issues um, or injury and, you know, the person is able to still progress in their squat, then it's not wrong. It's appropriate for this person. So then you can, you know, kind of start to apply this to really any, any sort of athletic skill. You were kind of talking about it in terms of uh, tennis and, and, uh, you know, like, so the way my dad was talking about it, it was in the context of like a high level, uh, college athlete, like a quarterback. And, uh, so, you know, one of, one of the quarterbacks that he coached, who was just great, you know, throughout high school and, and college. And then when this person got into the NFL, uh, well, the, the coaching staff at the team that, that he ended up playing for corrected a technical fault in his throw. And he was never able to <laughs> really like, oh, no. you know, like break through in the NFL because he had, you know, done, been it. so successful yeah. you, for so many years using this technique. And, uh, you know, you could, they were also talking about it in the context of athletes, like, uh, and nutrition, like say if, uh, you know, somebody has this pregame ritual of eating like a bunch of candy and McDonald's chicken nuggets before a game and, you know, a coach comes in and says, well, that's not healthy. You know, you got to do X, Y, Z before a game, but psychologically that messes them up so much that it messes up their, the, their performance. So, um, you know, this idea of perfect form and then when it's appropriate to, um, to, di uh, diverge is the word I'm looking for, diverge from, from that perfect form. Uh, and like, if it kind of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Right. Uh, I guess. So, you know, we were kind of musing beforehand as far as like how, how we apply this to business and life in general. And I think, I think it's pretty, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, uh, you know, specifically in my case, <laughs> I was talking about how, you know, in the beginning of, uh, opening my business, uh, which is over five years ago now, uh, if I would have actually sought like outside opinion <laughs> on, you know, what, what I had going on and, and whether or not I was ready to open a, a business, uh, with what I had in place, nobody in their right mind would have said like, yeah, yeah, you're good. <laughs> green light, go. Nobody would have given me the green light. Um, but I wouldn't have a business to this day. And, you know, here I still am over five years later, which in and of itself is a pretty, pretty good, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, so it's like, um, and there is, as we were also talking about, of course, a fine line between like, like this, this is not to say that you should just be unteachable, uncoachable. And the way I do things is already perfect. And, 
And no, that's that's not the move either. Uh, I think there's definitely a spectrum here, but um, having that sort of self awareness uh, that that we often talk about, uh, and and being able to know like kind of what things um, that you've created to to suit the way you operate the best that aren't necessarily that perfect form, but that are valuable for you to you know, keep in your process and what you're doing that could just actually be improved because you're not efficient. And, <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. this could just make your life a lot easier if you, if you worked on your form and technique in, in this area. So knowing, knowing what's what I, I guess could get um, trickier, mm -hmm. but I think there is a lot of stuff wherein you can, appropriately uh, stray away from that perfect form or perfect methodology and areas where you should definitely be open to improvement. Yeah. So a What's couple things say about mine. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to jump, jump into that before yeah, maybe I'll do me. it. Maybe I'll, I'll pull some cards while I'm talking, but Word. Um, you know, there is that line is the, if, is it a flaw, but when does a flaw really become the technique or when does it become mm. the thing that sets you apart from everybody else? Um, mm -hmm. And when does that set, when does that imperfect form turn into the thing that everybody learns? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because there is that too. And I know that's an outlier, um, but I think a lot of it, what it comes down to, and I think a good portion of our audience are entrepreneurial mindset or change makers and thought leaders in how they do things, we're very good at being visionary. And someone starts talking to us about process and strategy and our eyes kind of glaze over, like actually doing the implementation of the big ideas. It's just not our favorite thing. Um, a lot of it's but, not very sexy. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> People don't become serial entrepreneurs so that they can, um, you know, do the implementation. <laughs> they do it because they love creating something and making it walk and and breathe. And um, so I think this is a good discussion as we talk about it too, because there is an evolution here um, and, and it is a spectrum. So, and I, I'm not, I only know a little bit through sports. I don't know as much as you, um, you know, being so deep into sports. Um, but I do know it's only been recent in the last 25, 30 years that they've been able to be really um, honed in on technique and sports because they've been able to bring in cameras and you're able to like, um, you know, have different sensors and actually see line on form and really get down to the end degree on whether or not you're throwing the ball um, at a certain curvature. So that I don't know, I don't know, because I'm not in football or, or baseball or anything. But, um, it, you know, so there is that coachable aspect there. Um, but I also think that as part of what we've been talking about in this podcast and a lot of the people that we brought on to this show is, are the people that are doing things a different way? So just to keep those, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. And obviously like a disclaimer here, both, both Emily and I are coaches in some regard being coached. So we are mm -hmm. open to different perspectives. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think either of us think that we're like the end all be all of anything. Um, but let's see. So, as and here's this thought too. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I can do this while you're talking. Uh, well, 
I was just going to bring up the part that we mentioned before we recorded too about like, if you get uh, so caught up in, in being perfect and having the technique absolutely perfect, then you actually run the risk of just never taking action. Yes. You know what? So that's the line to straddle as well. Like we don't want to be just impulsive and crazy, but at a certain point, you know, and I think this in, in a lot of ways is what uh, makes a successful entrepreneur is that ability to just take action, even without knowing, you know, everything, every single step that lies ahead and kind of figure it out as you go. Mm-hmm. Par- partially yeah. learning, learning on the job and right. not worrying about perfecting the technique before you ever take any action. Cause then you'll just always talk yourself out of taking action. Right. I completely agree with that. I think, um, and and I do have like some type A tendencies too, where like I will really get focused in on the details sometimes and it has to be a certain way. Um, but as we look back to that whole discussion of of overview in the previous episode, um, you can't see the bigger picture of things. You can't, and furthermore, you are, you might get stuck in the rut of never taking that chance or modeling yourself off of someone who's, um, you know, in your field, perhaps. Yeah, losing your originality, losing your yeah, authenticity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, probably the things that you feel are mistakes might be part of your secret sauce to what you're creating to a degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, within control. So as we're talking about this topic, um, I would say the topic of, what should we call it? Form flaws? Perfectionism? Perfect form. Perfect form. I don't know. I mean, perfect we're kind of <laughs> like making making this, we're not making okay. it up, but you know. We get a little creative license, I think, with what we call it. (laughs) At the Conscious Collaboration Podcast, we are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder recover faster and sleep better with Atapa Red Light Therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A-T-A-P-A.com, or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code COLLAB15, that's C-O-L-L-A-B-15, for a discount on your device. Okay, so the first energy that comes up as we're talking about perfect form or form flaw is the energy of dispersing. So without without reading into this too much from the text, dispersing can also be a dispersing from yourself or a disconnect of self. So do you want to see what the image looks like? Yeah, it was kind of glaring. Um, It just looks, yeah, it looks kind of, well, it looks like a ship. Right. Or like clashing or like a, a ship on stormy waters. Yeah. And maybe that's Lieutenant Dan up there yelling at God. Is that all you got? There's like, I actually love, I love that scene as like, uh, like sometimes I try to channel that energy, like Lieutenant Dan vibes. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
think it's a good like brain like, heart like war <laughs> energy like it's not <laughs> <laughs> yes so it's definitely you're like welcome a clashing. If, it's if a clashing wave that sure. <laughs> i know lieutenant dan's come up a few times for us in conversation and then the thing that we can the insight that we can leave the listeners with that like extra nugget is the cauldron so that looks so much more organized that looks like (laughs) it's so wild that looks like compared to the other card which is like chaos like ah, this looks very like Mm -hmm. organized and purposeful Mm -hmm. it's well directed heat on um a pot like the alchemy perhaps of all the ingredients that make you you know stacked intentionally yeah Yeah. you've got a good foundation there you're not going to burn the forest down or the garden fire is controlled but but there there is fire but it is managed yeah it's a looks like a pleasant scene i want to hang out there have some wine or something where there where there be cauldrons there be witches right is that a thing (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) i don't know so as we talk about this idea of dispersing um, rigidity in the hearts of humans breeds an egocentric separateness. Rigidity so, in the hearts of humans. Of humans. De- what? So what is the rest? think about perfectionism, okay? Yeah, but what was the rest of it? What was the rest of that sentence? Breeds an egocentric separateness. Yeah. But this can be yeah. transformed by a greater force, such as an uplif- uplifting ceremony or other communal activity. And I want to say about this communal activity, when I'm reading it, I'm thinking of like how isolating it is to be an entrepreneur and to have these big ideas that everyone thinks you're crazy for or the way that you do things. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. But by being able to have peers that also are in that um, realm of thinking, then you can have that communal activity celebrating, like celebrating your five years. My five years is in March. Nice. We should have a little celebration. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think April would be six years for my LLC. Ah, So we could do a... You know, that's technically when I opened my business. I just didn't have a um, brick and mortar until October. But yeah. Yeah, we should have an LLC party. (laughs) That's exciting. We should make that a thing. It is. Don't forget to pay your your LLC thing. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want that fine. Again. Um, I did that (laughs) once. I had to pay the $400. Never again. Um, again. Yes. A big fear of mine. So yeah. So before the Just heart, a the dipshit first... move. <laughs> That's what it was. It's like dipshit. <laughs> do not do what Emily did. Because they gave the us heart... too long. It was COVID year. They gave us. They oh, gave they us gave too long. The so every every yeah. uh, email I would get, I'm like, oh, I got forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, shit. You weren't okay. the only one. Yeah. Um, it says before the heart, the first thing to dissolve is any mental rigidity that might be feeding a sense of separation from others. Is that making sense to you? Yeah, I'm just trying. I'm trying to apply it to the perfect form kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and I guess if you were too too focused on having the perfect form, is when I I would say you're in rigidity. 
right. a rigidity place or you're too focused on I, my way is, is the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess on either end of that spectrum, um, open ego, you know, isolated, egocentric, that kind of thing. Cause you're yeah. not really basing it off of, okay, what, what works the best, <laughs> right? You're just basing it off of some idea of perfection or, you know, this idea that the way I do everything is, is the, is the best way to do it. Yeah. So, um, this, I think is an important line. So one of the change lines is the fifth line, fifth line. So, um, went down from the heavens. It's talking about crisis can mean opportunity, but only when like-minded people are organized behind an inspiring ideal. Crisis could be that imperfect form, just put really dramatically, Mm -hmm. right? And that can be, right? Like if that's the thing that makes you, you, then that can be an opportunity. This is reminding me so much of my class that I took this morning as we were talking about building the team and support. Um, and being able to communicate your big vision in a way that, and also the values behind it. So mm-hmm. if you don't do that correctly, it's not going to be. You're not going to get anybody on board with your vision. You got to be able to sell your vision. Mm-hmm. Communicate it. It says, um, This is especially true in chaotic situations or during disorganized times when energies and resources have become scattered. Immense Mm -hmm. energy and generosity are needed at such a time to seize the moment and to rally others behind a common cause. If you are Mm -hmm. not in alignment with the greater good of all, you will become a victim of the chaos. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because that's easy to those times, like... You could argue collectively right now, just stability-wise, you know, a lot of f- people have felt uh, unstable and, and chaotic for a while. Um, but if you, that's, I feel like that's speaking of like a lack mindset. And mm-hmm. if you, um, you know, get swept up in the chaos, then that's what, and so that's when people make moves out of desperation and hoard things and, you know, however you apply that to the situation that you're talking about. It's when you, you're making decisions out of fear and lack rather than, uh, you know, leadership and vision and, and, you know, what is best for the future. Yeah. I think a lot of this has to do with believing deeply in your vision and your convictions, even if they are, um, you know, not typical. It would be, um, you know, and also this, this talks about when a partnership or group's bond is dissolving only by rising above self-centered interests can much of the value be achieved. Take the high ground and greater good fortune will result. So as an entrepreneur, if you're building that team or you have your collaborators, um, to help carry out your vision, um, if you are not looking out for the greater good of everybody who touches that (laughs) and it's all just for yourself, then um, it's not going to be something that's sustainable. Right. So that perfect form, we don't want to get into the place where we're beating ourselves up or or being stagnant, not making the decision or making the move because we believe our form is imperfect. 
We're not ready. We're not ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why they say don't think about anything for too long because you'll come up with too many reasons not to do it. Yeah. And and it also just look to the people around you and, and below you that are supporting you and your team. Uh, yeah. I think this is all really good energy around it. It says, um, if you sense trouble on the horizon for a group or enterprise, establish firm, reliable channels of communication within the group and with influential people outside of it. Mm-hmm. Communication alleviates fear better than anything. Mm-hmm. I think we've been talking about this too a lot that the way business has been done up until this time period, um, all the uh, everyone I listen to in feng shui, everyone I listen to in astrology is pointing towards there being just immense change in how things are being done. And the so, age of Aquarius, the baby. age of Aquarius, that's right. So breaking down establishments and yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's really being confident that you're making changes and rallying the support or, through people that work with you for you or collaborate with you to keep, you know, keep that rally forward. Okay. So then we get into the cauldron energy, which you seem to really like a lot. <laughs> you know what else comes in cauldrons? Kind of. <laughs> Gumbo. Oh, that's that's a big pot of gumbo on that. It is. That's exactly what's happening. So it makes sense that you would like this a lot. So this is what we can. (laughs) This is what we can leave everyone with that we weren't anticipating talking about in relation to this perfect form or or flaws. Wanting to overcorrect. Um, The cauldron symbolizes nourishment and rejuvenation. Mm. And so the idea comes to those who bring joy to others. It's reciprocated. Opportunity comes to those who persist in their dream. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect form or not. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, this is another theme that I keep hearing. Like, if you just keep showing up. Success is inevitable. Yeah. It's just takes more time than we are conditioned to anticipate, uh, especially with the state of, you know, what's on social media and, um, you know, the saturation of the coaching space. And you know, biz- all of it business coaching, fitness, nutrition, all that. I really think uh, you should you know, get a there's of lots like, of promises of yeah. instant gratification, but um, most coaches, including us, we coach on what we be we believe in, what works for us. That doesn't mean that like our coaching is for everybody. Um, but I have come across people that are addicted to coaching, so they're just constantly taking class right right coaching coaching, and they really haven't even left the ground in their business yet um so it's that analysis paralysis they're trying to get so perfect that you know they're not actually they're they're so busy getting coached that they're not taking action uh you know in their own business 
you could fill that blank in with fitness, nutrition, what have you. And I think that's like a red um, flag too. Like if you don't feel a place where you can, like you've gotten to a good place with your coach, it might be time to try a new, <laughs> a new way. It doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. For you. yeah. Well, and you know, looking at things that like, okay, you know, okay, like why, why are you doing this? Why, why do you want to open this business? Is it because you think you're going to make a lot of money right away? Is it because, you, you know, it's an opportunity to examine other factors mm -hmm. as well. So it talks about um, a fresh approach to old habits is indicated. So maybe your flaw in approach is just a fresh one. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's a fresh approach to old habits. Um, look for ways of putting new life into old forms. Only when great vitality is present can a real breakthrough be achieved. I love when the I Ching uses the exact words. It didn't say perfect form, but but yeah, form <laughs> is yeah. what we're talking about. I mean, is there? Uh, I'm not telling everybody that if someone's critiquing your. I mean, and and. There's things that I'm implementing in my business that I'm learning, just learned today that I could be doing better. There's always things that we can be doing better. Yeah. We're not saying don't listen to your coach. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, We're not saying yeah. that. But, but there, are, there are things, yeah, that, like, uh, you know. Part of the process, I want to say, mm -hmm. like, have mm -hmm. a conversation about it. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, like, ask why and why are you asking me to make this? revision or tweak to what I'm doing and then like what's the what's the end result the big picture that you see and how can we get to that together like based on how I am naturally yeah and that's a good note for for coaches too you know what I mean if you're kind of finding yourself at a roadblock with somebody and it's just like like maybe take a pause and, you know, listen mm -hmm. <laughs> to the client and see if there's a reason like that, you know, as to why you're hitting this particular roadblock, why you can't get them to take a particular action or whatever, whatever the barrier may be. Maybe, you know, it's one of those things where, there is an opportunity as a coach to find compromise or shift yeah. your belief because, you know, X, Y, Z thing, even though this is what works best for 99.9% .9 of people, maybe with this one person, you know, there's, there's a different way to apply it because of a psychological factor or a, just because of, you know, time and experience and they've been doing X, Y, Z, you know, a certain way forever. Yeah. I think it comes back to, well, perceptions and awareness and, um, you know, that cauldron picture is really like maybe even more co-creation or yeah. the combination of, of both to get well, coaching to should be a collaboration to some degree. Yeah. It should be. Like you've got to have conscious got to have the client <laughs> input and feedback at all, you know, continuously. Yeah. Or else you just for your coaching to be successful. Yeah. If you just give somebody, you know, a plan and say go, <laughs> yeah, then okay, but that's not really coaching. <laughs> yeah, they'll just say, I checked all the boxes and yeah. I'm not where you it's are. Collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. 
So what's your big takeaway? Collaborative effort in collaborative effort in terms of yourself as an entrepreneur, just, you know, that self-awareness that we're always talking about, that, that opportunity to review and overview that we're always talking about. And, you know, if you find, yeah, if you find yourself at that place of, of resistance, whatever that may be, then take that overview, right. Mm -hmm. And say, okay, is this an opportunity where I can improve my form or is this an up, you know, like what, what's really going on here? Yeah. And I think like, as you're describing that too, that, that was a great image that was on the first card of like the clashing of waves um, that I think use the discernment so that you don't use the thing that is going to make you stand out that you're going to be known for. Yep. So just some thought, food for thought, everybody. We want to hear what your thoughts mm-hmm. are. We're not saying, <laughs> this is this is our experience with it. We're, um, we're deeply learning this part ourselves as well too. So we'd love to hear from you inside of the Conscious Collaboration Collective in our closed and private Facebook group. You can find the link to join us in our descriptions everywhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'd love to see you there. And holla at us. Make, make some things happen. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. I'll see you there. All right. Talk to you guys in five. Talk to you in five. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment, mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at Conscious Collaboration Podcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.